Welcome everyone to the Speak Brave podcast and happy Valentine's Day everyone. It's the day of love. This is, you know, if 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 anyone would see me, oh, you would see me. They would see this man who is on fire, on fire for the Valentine's Day because do you know that the rest of the world will celebrate the day of love tomorrow. And if you have someone who you're in love with or somebody who loves you, congratulations. You're on your way to bliss. Welcome, John. And thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here with you and happy Valentine's Day to you. Well, thank you, um, John. I'm so excited because you are the expert. You are the expert on love and relationship. Isn't that true? I never actually promoted myself as the expert. I think you. Are. I've had experience with yes, love. Yes, uh, you mostly successful. Okay, so but that same success came at a price, mm, right? Yeah, it did. And the choice, commitment, and destiny, and sacrifice, and intention, and work, oh, and yeah. teamwork, isn't it? It's all worth it, though. Okay. But teamwork is right because a marriage has to be a team. Okay. It's a partnership. It's a partnership, isn't it? I, and I want to bring our listeners into, can I just reveal a little bit about your life? Yes, you're listeners? welcome to. Okay. You're Thank what, you, by the way. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I, be I, interesting to see what he's observed about me recently. Okay. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Thanks. John, I understand that this year... <laughs> just in case we need disinfectant. Yeah. This... <laughs> I was about you're going to... Um, I, I gave John this little um, gift that it's a, it's a pen and a pen that has a dis, dis, disinfectant uh, faculty, a, a little a little spray, and it's just my little gift to John for uh, the for the organization that has actually put this logo on this pen. <laughs> send the royalty check to John <laughs> Morrow. Yes, for the free advertising I'm giving you on video. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, John. <laughs> I understand that this year, 2017, is a special year. Every year is, is special in some way. Yeah. It's magical. It's resolve. It's, it's all those things we talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, this year in August, it's going to be an anniversary coming up, right? That's right. August 18th. August 18th. Okay. And I understand you will be married. You'll be celebrating your 44th That's correct. 44th. year of marriage. Marriage. 44. To the, to the same woman. John, I'm not even 44 years old. Wow. I, you know, I never really stopped to think about that. I know. Uh, we're a combination of all ages that we have been through. And also we project in the That's future. That's the fun. So really, yeah. you and I do have an intergenerational relationship yeah, we, here. Okay. <laughs> we have. Uh-huh. You know, what we have is amazing. And I love this dynamic. So 44 years. That's a big thing, John. It's huh. getting bigger and bigger with each passing year. Well, okay. It's getting bigger. It's getting more magnificent. I think so. And tell and, us more. Tell us more. Tell us more. What is the juice? How do you stay successfully married, blissfully married, and maybe with some kind of? Uh, I mean, tell us because this is a Valentine's Day. This is what people want. They want to hear from the master. <laughs> well, there's a laundry list. Okay, tell us. I, I, maybe the term laundry list is not correct. Okay. There is a list of things that I think that are vital to the success, but at the same time, the list is going to be changing because there are things that you will check off, there are things you will add, and there may even be some things that you will get rid of off the list as you go along because 
the thing about a marriage, and like any marriage, any relationship, is that you're dealing with two distinctly unique individuals. So how does one bring two unique individuals together other than the fact that there's a male and a female, which there's that natural law of, of attraction that they have for each other. But how do you take male and female to a point where they almost seem to operate as a single entity when it comes to things like thought, values, emotions, uh, taste, friendships, associations, faith, beliefs, That's fundamentals, That's uh, values, that sort of thing. But it's not impossible. Oh, it's, it's not impossible at all. It's it's. But no, it no. Requ- you said it's not impossible. It's not impossible. It is. It's within, very possible within the realm of marriage. Marriage. Okay. Right. So I want to know specifically, John. Um, maybe you can share a story, maybe two, that you had to learn. You had to learn how to become a better husband, a better partner, and a better um, contributor in your partnership with your wife. Because I I've seen the way you interact with Donna. And I also see how you interact with Donna when she is not around. It appears that Donna always part of your everywhere you go. That's a correct statement. Donna is with you. Mm-hmm. I also see that sometimes you and I we go on a it's like a business trip, right? right? Remember we're in downtown doing filming or business meetings, or in Orlando doing yeah. filming or yeah. doing any one of a number of things. And what I have noticed is that. You, every chance you get, you know, there's time for business and then mm-hmm. there's time for us, let's say, take a lunch or, you know, attend to personal matters. And the very first thing you do, John, when it's when you have a little break in action or in, you know, making business and connections is you reach out to Donna. Mm-hmm. You call her. Yeah. You call her and you just tell her, um, this is what I've, I've been thinking about you. This is what I've been doing. This is where I'm going. That is amazing. The reason that... Maybe it's ordinary to you, John. It's ordinary now, but it wasn't always. But it's not ordinary to me. It's extraordinary to me. Because Thank what's you. ordinary to someone is extraordinary to someone else. Because if I have not seen you have this tender relationship that is real, right? Mm-hmm. That is rooted in communication and honesty, I would not know how to build my own relationships. So I take the best that I see from you and try to emulate you in my life. Well, thank you for that yeah. because if, if, if I can do that for anybody, yes. that would yes. mean that I've yeah. done something good for someone and for a couple, for a pair, for a team. Yeah. I want them to understand there's there's a certain degree of magic in a marriage. Ooh, magic. But, there, but the magic is simply that spark that you can keep lighting the fire with. In other words, a marriage does not have to become cold uh, where there's no uh, embers. Winter. Burning. Yeah. Winter now, there and is a winter. There is a winter of there's life. A book. But there's people a book that love by, each by other. Chapman. I yeah. can tell about. Yeah. But people that love each other, even in the winter of their life, where they are nearing the end, but because of the time that they have been together over the years, that one thing that has been the sustaining, warming part of their life is the relationship that they have with each other because no two people should be better friends than a husband and wife literally wow that is a relationship that goes to a level where you would literally put yourself in front of a train 
to save the life of the one you love. Because you care. Because, because you they want mean them more to, to be you happy. than your life means to you. You know, that is special. But, it, but, but to understand how that happens, it does not happen magically. I mentioned there is a magic to a relationship, and there is. But that magic is surprising and fun and enjoyable, and it just occurs almost spontaneously. But, but the relationship starts... E- I'm going to be honest with you. When I first looked at Donna as something more than just an acquaintance, and understand when we first met in college, it was my senior year. I can tell you that it was the fall of 1972. So I was a senior in college. She was a junior. Now, it's important to know that she was a transfer student. She Uh had attended uh, community college where she had gotten a two-year associate of science mm-hmm. degree mm-hmm. in business administration and had transferred to a full four-year college liberal arts college to continue her study in business administration hmm. i also want to let you know that she never got her degree because of me what happened? It's my fault. What, what happened? We got married. Oh, you got married, which is... I got in the way of her finishing. <laughs> she never had her senior year. Wow. Trust me, her life knowledge and everything makes her smarter than most PhDs on staffs of some of the finest universities in the world. And I have met Donna. I have great respect for your wife. Great respect for her as human being. And great respect for her because she's an extension of you. And you're a dear friend. And every time I meet you, John, one of the things that I ask you is, how's Donna? Mm-hmm. You because do. Because I know how important it is. And I keep you updated, yeah. too. Yeah, you, you, you do. Yeah. You have access. Yeah. Un- As a matter of fact, you are unique. There is only a very, very close unique. circle yes. of friends yes. that have access to information about me and my wife and our relationship and our family issues and our life that I share that with, and I share that with them because these are the people that have my best interest and my wife's best interest at the very core of their heart and their friendship. So this is why I have no hesitation when I talk about Donna to certain individuals because those individuals are my allies, my friends, my closest circle. You protect They're them. my brotherhood, my fraternity, my sorority, Support my sisterhood. System, no matter what. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Okay, so let's talk about so you when, uh, when I first, I know, yeah, yeah, just because I need to know the journey. I would like to know because people want to know what, John, today is Valentine's Day. Yes. And people take it seriously. Yes, you know, they do. Some men some or women do not. They oh, yeah. say, you know what, Valentine's just another day. Maybe it's somebody who's bitter. But or you know what? They just don't care for the commerciality. But we're it. not in the business of um, persuading you to like it well, my or wife, dislike mm, it. We, I'll just say this. My wife and I have Valentine's every day. <laughs> yeah, Valentine's is how I live. Mm-hmm. That's how I live. Isn't I li- that right? I, I live with the Valentine is- mentality. That woman is the heart of my heart. So this the heart of your heart. Yeah, exactly. How does it make you feel when you even say this, John? Because you know when you say it's reality. Okay, what does it mean? What does it mean? Well, tell us more. Let me let me let me first of all tell tell the story that the story with Donna was this. She was at Trevecca, where I was going, Trevecca Nazarene University. It was a college then, it's university now. I was a major in history and political science, minoring in communications and music, and in the process, 
of being there finishing my senior year, I had the opportunity and was and had been working at the campus radio station because I had aspired to be a disc jockey. That's mm-hmm. the communications aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. History was just something that I did you really liked. extraordinarily well and still yes, do. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. She applied for a job at the station to be the secretary. We needed one. I interviewed a number of women, including her. I wound up picking another lady to be the secretary. It was an excellent choice. And it wasn't that Donna wasn't an excellent choice. She just did not quite fit what we needed to have in terms of scheduling and activity and whatnot. So when we picked the person that we picked, we picked the one that we felt was best for the job. However, we became friends. And in being a friend, she would hang out sometimes at the station, help us with chores around the station. We had a painting party one Saturday. And everybody came over because we wanted to repaint the entire studio area as well as some of the uh, outer offices and one of the recording studios. And all of that was done. And she was there. And I even have some pictures from way back of her involved in that. And there are some even in the yearbook that we had for that year, my senior year in college. And I still have that yearbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've heard me tell the story about the yearbook because that was where I did the one about the things I see but don't always notice in the student life section. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what was happening. I was actually engaged at the time to a gal who was also from Florida that I had met the previous year, and I had asked her to marry me, and we were planning on getting married sometime in 1973. But but she was not at the same university, No, she was was in a different town. She was in a different city, Uh and we were communicating, and that day, you didn't have text, you didn't have email, you didn't have this stuff. You didn't have a beeper. So communications was just making a phone call when you could afford to make the phone call because it was long distance, and they paid for long distance Mm -hmm. back in that day, and also there were letters and basically I wrote copious amounts of letters to her and there reached a point in the relationship where she didn't write to me so often she would not answer every letter and sometimes she would not answer in a whole week I was bothered by that and I wrote and said I really would love to hear from you and I continued that process and this is a process that didn't happen over months it was just happening over a period of a few weeks Uh, We had an event that takes place where high school seniors come up to spend a couple of days at the school to get the feeling for the school because they're prospective students to enroll there. Uh, During that time, some young people that I knew that were from her town and from her church were there, and I got to sit down and chat with them and ask how she's doing and all of that. And in the conversation, somebody made a question or made a remark, and I said, you know, one of the things that I really believe in is communication. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yes. And I said, I just wish that uh, Beverly, that was her name, Uh would just write me more often. I'd like to know what's going on in her life so I can encourage her because I think two people should communicate with each other. I don't know what was going on in her life. I don't know what she was feeling. I don't know what was bothering her. But at the end of it, uh, she wrote me back a letter finally because evidently the people went back home and told her what I said. The question that I asked, the concern that I expressed, and she went ballistic on me. I don't know why, but she did. She evidently felt that this was me trying to tell her. She thought I was trying to tell her how to live her life. Ouch. I was absolutely not trying to tell her how to live her life because she was an incredibly gifted and talented young lady and a great vocalist. So she was getting opportunities to sing. Mm -hmm. And she had a desire to aspire not just in Christian music where she sang in church, but also in secular music. She loved country. Anyway, the letter, the whole tone of it, the whole tenor of it just sent all kinds of red flags up. But remember, we're not talking to each other on the phone. This You're is communication by writing. Letters, yeah. which is 1972. Right? I can honestly say I sat down, wrote a letter, and the letter was really, really harsh. I was Ouch. furious at her because she hurt my feelings. And then I look at the letter, and I thought to myself, and people do this. 
Never go with your first response. It's like answering an email. All the problems you can create. Wait, wait. I read it again, and I said, this isn't going to work. And I threw it in the garbage, and then I sat there, and I thought a while, and I pondered, what do I need to say? But first of all, I need to get hold of my feelings, and I did. And my feelings were telling me I had questions about whether or not a lifelong relationship with her was the right thing to do. And so the letter basically said, I never meant to tell you what you should be doing, but that being said, based upon the tone of your letter, I think it would be a good idea for us to pull back on the marriage plans and rethink this relationship. Yes. So So I basically broke up with her. Well, it was the right thing to do. Right. Well, I would find that it was the right thing to do because things happen for a reason. And those things may be painful, even arduous, but they are teaching moments. And as a teaching moment, it helped me to begin to understand a little bit better and ask the question, what really makes a lifetime relationship? What? And this is a question. So Valentine's Day. Uh, we're talking about strategies. We're talking about practical things we can use. And by the way, John, thank you for sharing that piece of your life with us and with me. I believe in being transparent the best way you can. Yeah. Now, I understand not everything can be talked about, right? I mean, right. some things some you... Some things you just have to keep between private. yourself, private, or between a very most intimate and close friend. Right. This, 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 this podcast is Speak Brave. This podcast is designed to help people, to help people give them hope, practical strategies, and sometimes just entertain. And this is, a, this is the objective. Now, knowing everything you know now, the man that you have become, the person, the husband that you have um, molded yourself into, what advice would you give to someone who is in their 20s or maybe 30s and Mm -hmm. somebody found someone that they want to settle down with okay or you know what let's do two parts what are the things you as a man or a woman should look for in a partner right Mm -hmm. and second once you found that person made a commitment how do you maintain the integrity of the relationship and what kind of things tips strategies you would do on a continual basis to make sure you hold on to that partnership that you have built. So two questions. Okay. Look, qualities in a mate. And second, once you found that mate, good for you. Lucky you. Keep going. And the reason I want you to share with us because you have paid the price. And that price is obvious. Everyone who meets you, John, and everyone who meets you and Donna know there's something special. And do you know that sometimes when a couple walks into the room, you can tell. You can tell something special is here. And you can tell just the way that the partners, lovers, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, and wife look at each other. Mm-hmm. The way they, or things that they say, but most importantly, things they don't say yeah. and do. And that is magic. Isn't that magic? There is an unspoken communication we, that is very magical. And I think everyone, human, whoever, I don't care who you are, there's a need, there's this thing 
that we crave love. Mm-hmm. We, we crave do. attachment. I and think we're, we're creatures that desire and need love because from the moment we're brought into the world, yeah. we're experiencing love if we're fortunate enough to have a mother that uh, went yeah. through the travail of yeah. having the child yeah. but loves yeah. the child. And, you know, and it's not my words. It's, it's the words from counselors, therapists, and from my favorite, favorite... <laughs> <laughs> researcher i call him tony robbins he always yeah. says like, there's this unconscious need for love so so anyway mark to answer the question that you the were two, talking yes. about the two yes mm-hmm. the two the first one is simple the first one is because the basic re- start of a relationship is there's an attraction mm-hmm. and with donna there was an attraction mm-hmm. and that attraction is what drew me to her because i wanted to get to know this young lady because I found myself physically attracted to her. And physical attraction is an important part of the relationship. But the physical attraction is just the magnet or the drawing mechanism. The real mechanism that develops out of it is the relationship you begin to build. And that occurs through the dating process. And in the dating process, it's not just about going to dinner and then sitting on the park bench and smooching or stuff like that, but rather it's about talks. It's about conversation. It's about beginning to understand, okay, what makes you tick? What makes me tick? What's your family like? What's my family like? And all these things are a process. A great relationship can be built quickly sometimes because there's strong, powerful chemistry already present in so much as the two of them don't really like the idea of being separated from one another. That was a great part of our relationship. I just found myself at my best and feeling my best when I was around her. She reinforced me and made me feel good, but what I did not realize is that she felt good being around me too. And so even though I didn't identify my attractive nature as being seen so much by her, I considered myself to be the pursuer, but there was a statement she made to me a handful of years later after we had been married for a few years where my wife just kicked in one time during a conversation with a room full of friends, and she says, yeah, John chased me until I caught him. <laughs> Love it. And, and I sat there Love and I it. said I'd never heard that before. And, and then I got to thinking about it, and it made complete sense because... We both had the same objective in mind. We just went about it in different ways because of our personalities. But now here's where it becomes fun. Now, for a lot of people, this is arduous and difficult because we're fixed in our ways in so many things, or at least we think we are. Mm -hmm. We have certain things we like, certain preferences, things we definitely don't like. We have a way of communicating. We have a social nature that we're accustomed to. We have an appearance nature that we're accustomed to. We are an individual in and of ourselves. She, too, uniquely is an individual in and of herself. have to recognize yeah individuality um, you know john this is i know um we are moving along very fast and you sharing with us things that have that are real and mm-hmm. that work for you so as you have said um attraction number one um how does the other person make you feel mm-hmm. and you have to pay attention to that right mm-hmm. you have to pay attention to the way how you come out of the meeting come out of the date and mm-hmm. after you spend time yeah. and what does that tell you right well i also know that the movie that i there's a movie that i watched it's called goodwill hunting are you familiar with that i'm familiar with it was that great 20 years ago mm-hmm. 18 16 one of those about 20 and there's a scene in that movie i recommend it it, it, it was an os it won an oscar mm-hmm. uh, robin williams who passed away and yes. then uh, matt damon and ben affleck a few others oh it's well. a great cast great cast mini driver a few others 
there's this psychologist, social worker, uh, counselor who counsels a troubled young man who played by Matt Diamond, uh, Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, and Robin Williams is the he's the community, community he's, college counselor, yeah. but brilliant one. Yes. Yes. And he guides this young man as this young man travels to um, his youth and being volatile, kind of um, delinquent, but brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man. And this young man meets a woman played by Minnie Driver who attends Harvard. The movie is set in Boston. And Robin Williams looks at Matt Damon and says, when you're going to be with her, when you're going to be with this girl, just know this, she's not perfect. You are not perfect. And she's trying the best she can <laughs> with what she got. Mm -hmm. And you have to see through that. She's not a woman, just something that for you to, you know, to satisfy, you know, your needful or remove the need for loneliness or just have a companionship. She's just a person, just like you, who's not perfect, and she's <laughs> making mistakes just like you do. Mm -hmm, exactly. And I watched this movie when I, you know, 18, 20 years ago, and I didn't realize that that's exactly right. And the other person brings into the relationship their own hurts. Mm -hmm. Their own hang-ups, baggage, limitations, and fears, right? And the fears can create problems that Self -doubt. are real and scars, sc sc scars, scars, but also scars, scarcity. You know, when you have limited thinking, and I think this advice have stuck with me. Would that be something you would say too? It like would be something you that see I would say. The person. Not worse than they are. No, you see not them better, for who but, they are, and you find ooh. that to be the thing you accept because. Well, John Legend said it best when yeah. he said, "I give you all of me." Yeah, he talked about your perfect. Ooh, in, your, that's a good song. Your perfect imperfections. Oh my gosh! See that—that's the—that is that's a beautiful. It song. It can only be said in the context of love, simply because you see, love, and love is a creation of a higher power. Now, yeah, there are those out there who don't believe in God, who I believe listen to my podcast. That, that being said, yeah. and they listen to your podcast as well, which mm -hmm. is what we're on right now. Speak brave. But that being said, anyone that knows me and anyone that knows you knows that we do believe in a higher power. We believe in a divine power and a divine creator. We don't proselytize. We don't preach. But in the Bible, it says that God is love. And what that statement literally says is that the whole essence of the emotion of love and the truth of love and the realness of love and the authenticity of love begins with the Creator. And the relationship that He has with us is one of something that is perfect with not any flaw, loving us with all of our flaws. That's a template. Even this is what you're, what I just want to make sure that I point out in a clear way. Some of the listeners are not believers. Right. And that's the choice. But I believe no matter what background you come from, mm -hmm. Eastern, Western, Middle, Whatever yeah. it is who you are, 
what we have learned from spiritual guides from Bible and other texts that are spiritual and religious, um, I wouldn't say religious, but spiritual, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the word that we use now. There's a, an example of love. And I will go there and I will speak about it now. In New Testament, in the Bible, there's a scene, there's a record of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. Mm -hmm. In the upper room. Now, you may disregard this or think, oh, this is not for me. I don't want to hear about it. But I think that story shows the humility of one person in front of the other. If we let our ego drive our decisions and we are egoistical by nature this is will never we can never separate our ego from our body from our mind it will always be there that is so true but that story shows us find humility in your heart see the person for who they are and they're struggling just like you they're not perfect they're not great i mean but you love them and you accept them with those imperfections and you do, and it's like washing of the feet. But in reality, yes, you can do that. But, but remember, in reality, you serve them. And they're mm-hmm. accepting you with your imperfections. Yeah. Remember and, that. Yeah. I don't have the ability to cast a wider net to look at other spiritual texts. And I will in the future. Yeah. But this is the one that is readily available. And I can grab it and share it with you. And I think this is, I hope, will resonate with you. Because if you enter a relationship, and sometimes you have to look, you know, you can't jump the gun. There's a Russian song that I know <laughs> that uh-huh. says, it's from the 50s. And he's, and it's, it's a sing by a Russian singer, which I don't know her. And it's like, you know, black and white records. And she mm-hmm. said, the person you just met, let's say you just met in a romantic relationship. The person you just met may be the best person in the world for you. Maybe the best person for everyone. But it's not immediately visible yeah there's time things emerge things emerge that will show up who the person mm-hmm. really is so there is a clarity don't jump that arrives. the gun yeah but allow allow the relationship and get to know and like a ex- flower yes like an exploration to flow allow it see if you can step back your ego be who you are be authentic but don't suffocate don't kill don't yeah. May I offer three things? Let's do it because okay. we're coming These up. can be done quickly. Yes. First of all, in order for your relationship to work, you must be selfless. Oh, selfless. Yes. Okay. Thank you. You have to be selfless. You have to be willing to put the needs of your companion ahead of yours. Second of all, you have to be capable of admitting that you are wrong sometimes. Absolutely. Because if you think you're always right, then you are immediately subordinating that individual to a position of a lower status mm-hmm. and that's not what a marriage is about or a relationship or Which any relationship yes. so let's make sure that and then yeah. third and this is the most important thing i have learned when you know you're wrong admit to your spouse your partner your relationship yes i was wrong and i'm sorry wise it, wise words so be selfless what's the second one Admit you're wrong. Admit you're wrong. And say I'm sorry. Say I'm sorry. Friends, what a wonderful, wonderful Valentine's Day. And I hope you are in the arms 
of somebody who loves you or somebody you love. And, and if you don't, I hope take solace from the lessons that we have shared today that that special person is out there. Or if you decided not to be with, <laughs> with a special person, own it. Stay who you are, but find happiness. But if you are, I want to wish you the happiest Valentine's Day because there's lessons we can learn. And this is the podcast of Speak Brave. So thank you for joining me. Thank you, John. You're welcome. For sharing your wisdom. I wish to you and to Donna a happy Valentine's Day and to everyone who's listening. And I cannot uh, wait to see you next week here at Speak Brave Podcast where we'll explore another topic that is vital to life. So find your courage, speak up. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Share it with your friends, and I'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody.